Okay, hush up, bub. Hush up, bub. Andrew, hush up, bub. hey, what are, what are you doing? You got a baby? Did you have another baby? What is it? No, I did not have another baby. I found it at the fire station over there. Someone just left it outside. Oh, Andrew, are you gonna raise this thing? I, 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 I don't know. I don't. I don't even remember how to take care of a baby. Oh well, I think with the three of us together, myself and Adam and you, all having been parents, I think we could give some pretty good parenting advice. <laughs> yeah. What was the song again? Right. Hush life gives you lemons, make lemonade. But when life gives you lemonade, question the source. Because my neighbor Damon used to always set up lemonade stands and then spit in the lemonade. This is the Grolic Saves the World. My name's Adam Caton Holland. My name is Ben Roy. And I'm Andrew Orvidal. Is that... <laughs> Go ahead and say the rest real quick. Just just tell them what the podcast is about. This is a podcast about bettering your world. <laughs> okay, great, Adam. Now, I, I have questions here sure, yeah. real quick. Go ahead. Is this true? Did this kid actually do this? That's so gross. Is this true? So true. This was a tortured kid. I would say he was my enemy growing up. He was a weirdo. And he told me, he's like, what I like to do when I set up Lemonade Stand is I spit in there and nobody knows. And I was like, I'm going to tell the whole world on a podcast in 25 what? years uh, from now. Oh, wow. Damon is now an investment broker. Yes, seriously. Uh, <laughs> Damon is now worth 50 in mil. In Chicago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was so exactly. weird. I would I, like he moved in next door. The whole family was weird. I used to spend the night at his house every once in a while. I remember one time I'd wake up. We woke up in the morning and his hair was all messed up because he had bedhead. And he just got out scissors and just cut off all the pieces that were sticking up everywhere. And I was like, I'm going home. What? I'm going home. <laughs> this is a sign for me to go home. His name was Damon? His name was Damon. Yeah. I've I, never, think they, I think they missed an eye. I think it was Damien, the Antichrist. I've never known a normal Damon. I've not known, and maybe we have some that are listening, doubtful, but I, uh, I've i never known. Damien Griffin, funny comedian. No, but that's Damien. Damien. Yeah. Andrew, have you ever known a Damon who you're like, I vouch for this guy? Yeah. I will stand I'm, behind this Damon. I've never even known a Damon, so there I can't go. speak yeah, on it. Go. Yeah, it's the, rare. Well, here's the thing. The Damons you knew, they wouldn't even tell you they were named Damon. They were so dishonest. Yeah. And that's, um, that's really fucked up. That's creepy. For me growing yeah. up, it was a uh, kid's named Dustin. I had a friend named Dustin who came over and he uh, went to the bathroom and he stood in our shower and peed in our shower and then came back out to play like normal. And my mom was like, your friend just peed in our bathtub like it was the toilet. I'm taking him home. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> That's amazing. Because we were older. This wasn't like toddler shit. This is probably like, uh, I don't know, a 12-year-old or something. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, that's past the age that's appropriate. 
<laughs> That's fucking crazy. I love a good neighborhood weirdo. I love a neighborhood weirdo. <laughs> oh, my Every God. neighborhood's For got sure. one. Well, step on over into central Maine, yetis, because I had <laughs> more of them than I can count. My neighbor behind me, Steve Farrell, lived in a bright pink house that was shrink-wrapped in plastic. And uh, his dad used to just keep porn laying around, all kinds of porn. And you're saying to yourself, Ben, this story isn't even in the same region as ours. This is so much more sad and terrifying. Yeah. 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 Um, That's typically how the podcast goes. If you're a new listener, this mm -hmm. is what happens. I sort of present a talking prompt. Andrew's like, hey, I got something uh, tangential. And then Ben's like, here's how I'm haunted. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, No, but there were were always there. You're right. On every street, there was the kid that you were like, fucking like, did you hear what he did? Like, there was always, always that kid. If they they'd like stab somebody with a pencil in school, you're like, <laughs> oh yeah, pencil stabbings and compass stabbings. Yeah, those were uh, that was the crime of the day. There was a kid that was in my class who used to because I went my my elementary school was this big beautiful old brick building um, that had been built probably in the 1800s and it had those cast iron heaters that would get. It unreasonably hot, like like third degree burn inducing hot during the day. And this kid used to spit on them all day long. He would just he'd sit by it and he'd spit on it and it would release the smell because it would. Oh, like and, sizzling and, yeah, cooking sizzle spit. loogie. And Dude, would do that. that is so not, gross. I don't know why he did it. None of us got a particularly big laugh out of it. He would just sit back there and you'd hear this. Was his name Damon? Is this the same kid? Is this another Damon? Could be. I didn't. Uh, speaking of brick, you just reminded me of a Douglas in my class who kept getting caught rubbing his little dink on the brick wall <laughs> behind the gymnasium. He'd be rubbing his dick on the brick wall and he'd get busted doing it and there would be like a whole a whole thing and he'd get caught again he'd get caught again oh god i don't know i can't think of a worse surface to rub your dick on than just a rough exterior brick wall of a gymnasium and now dustin this is a damon this is this is is douglas and now this is d names -names. the uh current chapter president of bricklayers union 362 (laughs) uh just got a sweet brick in the nightstand he takes out at night (laughs) and it's so well worn it's got a little it's got a groove in the exact shape of his dick Classic red rectangle. Leave me alone. I'm playing with my brick. I'm tugging the brick. It's a brick night. (laughs) Like a statue at the Vatican that's worn down from use from all the worshippers touching it. The brick is just in the exact shape of his dink. You just fuck a brick wall? That's the weirdest (laughs) shit I've ever fucking heard of, dude. I, I, you want to talk I, about weird kids? You want to talk about weird kids? I took my boys this weekend. Listen to this shit. I took my boys to Monster Jam this weekend. Monster Jam. Boom! Dad Whoa. move. What the fuck? That's awesome. Where at? It's incredible. And by, and by yeah. I took my kids, I mean Katie informed me the four of us were going to Monster <laughs> Jam this weekend. Katie rules. Can we get Katie to replace you on this podcast? Okay. See, hold on. I'll go see if she's available. <laughs> 
Do you know what a thrill it'd be if I could bow out and Katie would take over and I could still get the Patreon money and the money from the monthly live show and I didn't have to do this anymore? That would be absolutely amazing. That would be a real win for me. I, I, wait, 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 wait. So, Well, I'm sorry. This is such a chore. It is a chore. It's become a chore. Wait a second. Where was it? Do tell. Give me deets. I'm sure it's a so, ball arena. Ball arena. Yeah, it could I be got, that or the Coliseum. They do it at the Coliseum. I got a five-year-old and a two-year-old, uh, both boys, very much of the eight, truck age, truck-loving age. And so we went to Monster Jam, which was at Ball Arena. And it was very hard for me because that's where the Denver Nuggets play. Normally, that place is a source of great happiness for me. But I walked into Monster Jam, and I became so unhappy immediately <laughs> because it was a white trash melange that I wanted a nothing to do Cornucopia. Wait, wait, but I gotta tell you, Monster Truck has figured it out because they get the white trash dollar to the nth degree. They got them locked in. But then they have me and all the parents of the world with these little kids who just love cars and they're like, okay, I guess we'll take our kids to this deafening, boring experience and pay so much money for it. I hated Monster Jam. I texted Andrew, the only good thing I have to say about it is that they weren't <laughs> registering people to vote. <laughs> Okay, wait, wait, because wait. all those people are already registered and ready to vote twice for their favorite orange guy. But wait, wait. So, so uh, did you didn't enjoy the the trucks at all? You didn't enjoy the spectacle of when it. I, when it's I it's in, cars no. getting smashed. When I when I walked in, there's no smashing of cars. When I walked in and I saw the size of the trucks, and I was like, okay, this is that's impressive. And then when they first started up, it was so deafening and they go around the ring and you're like, okay, this is high octane. Like, and then they just slowed it down and they're like, all right. And now Truckosaurus is going to do the course and we're all going to time it and see who does the best time. And then he did it. And then the next one did it. And then the next one. Oh, did so they it. weren't, the they weren't jumping cars and doing all that crazy. They didn't shit. do the smashing of, well, they didn't like line up cars then, and then, drive over them. No, no, this wasn't like a demolition derby. It was just like monster jam trucks. Rally. Like the ones, you know, it was a monster rally. You pick the monster truck rally where they're racing. I, yeah. That doesn't sound that fun. Did they do the tricks where the truck will like yeah. bounce on its like back tires, dirt mountain, they'd bounce and they'd bounce on their front tires. And it was like, come on, that's kind of cool. Was the best score. That's kind of cool. It's, it's like a, a pogo ball. Every event started. Thank cool. You, it was Andrew. like, cool. And then, and again, I, I, this is all probably very hard to pull off. These dudes are are like experts in their field, but the first guy would do the experts thing. in their field, and then there was like no variation. I was like, "All right, we'll now have one on fire." No, now no, have no. A guy standing Adam, on top of it. Stop. Like there was, stop was just like, for a minute. You've got a riff cop in front of your car. He's got his hand up. He's saying, "Stop," because you just said, "You sure? You're sure." That this guy is an expert in his field, and you expect to just drive right by that? They went to Monster Truck College. Yeah, (laughs) excuse me, it's Doctor Gravedigger. (laughs) I didn't go to six years of Monster Truck school to be called Mister. 
Six I, years. I'm not, uh, where do they go? It's Andrew? a it's a it's a long it's a, program. That's a long program. <laughs> wow. Uh, no, I'm sure it takes skill, but what a funny thing. I to didn't say. do my thesis on front wheel hopping <laughs> to be known <laughs> as as you're an innovator. Cool, yeah. You're an innovator. <laughs> Wait, so okay, anyway, oh, boy. these okay, experts okay. in their field. Adam, I'm sorry. You know, I missed around. everything after it's that. It's just, it's so You're nitpicky. just such an asshole. Like, do you it's think, impressive that you Do you, you think just, the guys that go around the country doing Monster Jam are not the experts at Monster Jam? You think they're no, amateurs? No, they are. It was just a funny term. In the parking lot that day? I think they're the fucking top of the field. I think they're the best Monster Jam guys no one, in these United no States. One, no one's in the parking lot being like, kiddo, we're about to see the experts in their field, the top echelon. This is. I just don't accept you guys picking the meat off this carcass. They are the top echelon. Yeah, no, they 100%. are. It's just a funny no way to say it. The monster truck jam says echelon. <laughs> Or experts in their field. Like it's This is why I didn't want to go to Monster Jam. You just, you, this is what it's you do these things for your children. Yeah, you can do just these picture things for your children to make them happy. One, Malcolm, and, pay attention. These are the experts in their field. Kids? Boys? I can't help but notice you're not paying attention. These are some of the top drivers. These are some of the experts in their field. And you, you pay them to do deference. And every family around you wants to beat the shit out of this waspy family. Hey, uh, you guys, I, I noticed this whole section's kind of being a little bit distracted. Well, guess what? These are some of the world's top drivers. <laughs> so maybe we should pay a little bit more attention as a as a wedge of ballerina, don't we think oh, everyone? God. Adam, Amazing. I will say that uh <clears throat> I want I, I want to uh to say that that is a very great dad move to take your kids cuz did your kids fucking love it? Yeah, yeah. How they, how do the boys treat it cuz I know they love trucks. Uh you know, Malcolm's coming out of his truck phase. He's getting older, but he first thing they they, they rev it up and they're like headphones. They were just like so loud. Yeah. So we brought headphones and we popped them on them. And then Malcolm was into it, but Ellis, who is wild and constantly moving, and if you're trying to sit in a chair with him, it's like hold on tight. He he was wrapped. He did not move. He just sat there intensely watching. Every single thing. so he was totally Ellis, into Ellis it. loved you found it. Ellis the was cure as fascinated as I've ever seen him about it <laughs> for sure yeah yeah well it, so you, uh, it's easy to see to do Monster Jam every day before nap time and I think it's gonna be and chill I've, and it's cheap I've and it's chill for me said that for, for a sure. while that Ellis is the trashier of the two of your children <laughs> like he's yeah you very freely comment on the differences between the boys yeah. and their sort of. I do because I see them and they're glaring, you know, it's like Malcolm is sort of, he makes a lot of quick judgments about people that could be Hmm. seen as racist, but I, and, and then I feel like Ellis while being more accepting of other people's differences is a child that is a little more prone to lower income activities. And that's just what I've noticed. Did you know that Ben's son Milo has started stealing again? (laughs) 
<laughs> I told you that in privacy. Did you know he started stealing again? And I now he's that. out in in California, so like Ben can't even keep I an don't eye on him. Think but he's stealing a lot. It, out there. I hope Milo becomes like a Fast and the Furious character where he steals cars and races them at night for slips down in Chinatown. That's what I hope happens to Milo because it's cool. I don't. Uh, what happens if I don't want that for my son? <laughs> Doesn't seem that's, to matter. That's the crazy thing about kids. Everyone else gets their own aspirations for your kid. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, Adam, Adam, I will say this is a this, this is a good a, this is a good good thing you did as a dad. It's a great dad move. It's a, you 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 laid on your sword and you went down there and you suffered through Monster Jam so your boys would have an amazing formative member uh, member memory a formative, formative memory. Member. You brought home one of the drivers, <laughs> and I'm we the, the drivers. And Andrew's talking about <laughs> your two. Ch- I'm just talking about their personality difference. <laughs> He's talking about their formative member, <laughs> and you don't come down on Andrew for that. Andrew's talking about the driver, one of the experts in this field, that asked if he could if he could bunk with us for a little while because he's, he's separated they from his wife. Needed a place to stay. In some financial trouble, and we said, "Yeah, you're one of the top experts in this field." Stop so gave him a, a bit. Stop saying that. I don't like it. Memory. Stay with us for a little bit till you just till you get back on your feet. Yeah. Yeah, he's his honey. He's his good name's Rick. For it. He's downstairs right now. Great guy. Great guy. Honey, Sleeps in his he, uh, he's, neon yellow he's coveralls. Good for the money. We can lend him some cash. This is a ACH. Guy. Could I get another two liter of code red down here? <laughs> he's good for it. Honey. Hold on, guys. I got to take Keith. I got to take Keith his fuel. This is one of the four. This guy's an expert experts in his field. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> all right, but this is a great segue because we have a a call a call for assistance from a patron. This comes from Richard V. Uh, Richard wrote in saying, "My wife and I are expecting our first child. I'd love any suggestions you all have as parents, books you read, or your spouse's thoughts and suggestions." Thanks. Wow. So let's get into it. it We've got a mission, boys. We need to better someone's world with some parenting advice especially new parenting advice so uh, we're gonna take a break but when we get back you're gonna get three experts in their field <laughs> dishing parenting advice yeah. heck yeah we're gonna talk formative members we're gonna Shut we're the gonna, fuck up. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk monster jamming with your kids we're gonna do it all mm. we're gonna talk about it all first yeah, suggestion so, uh, maybe name the child Grolic saves the world just think about it see how it hits you oh terrible name you could call him G for short. Hey, real quick, if you're listening to this and you do not currently support our Patreon page, you should go check it out. I mean, the people who do, first of all, we love our supporters. And second of all, they could tell you it's amazing. You know, there's all kinds of extra content. There's the pod within a pod. Boy, crazy. There's ad-free episodes. There's the fourth act. Holy shit. People aren't seeing the fourth act, which is a whole other act, and it's uh, always ridiculous. So uh, if you get a chance, go check out our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Grolix Saves, where you can get all your favorite Grolix bonus content. Uh, but in the meantime, we're going to take a quick a quick break, pay some of these bills, and when we return, we'll have some parenting advice from three of what I think are the okayest dads on the planet. So you stay tuned right there, kiddo. You think about what you did. 
Hey, do you love the Grolic Saves the World, but are sad because you're not getting enough of it? Boy, do I. Well, great news. You can get all sorts of bonus content on our Patreon. Like what? Tell them, Ben. Act 4. Ad-free episodes, birthday shout-outs, exclusive merch, stronger, more painful erections, our pod within a pod, boy crazy, decreased A1C levels, photos and videos, bonus content, and so much more. Okay, I'll do it. No, kick to me. Say, how do I, how do, I do it? How do I sign up? We're not trying to sell it to you, Andrew. You don't have to. Jesus. Oh, well, I mean, it sounded good. Okay, how do I sign up then? <sighs> Fuck it. You can sign up now by visiting patreon.com forward slash Grolic Saves. I do want to sign up. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. We are back. Act two. Here we go. And. Uh, we're, we're coming back. We're going to talk parenting advice for Richard V, our Patreon subscriber. Yeah. Uh, and if you, uh, just to recap, uh, Richard and his wife are expecting, uh, a child and, uh, number one, congratulations. And first of all, and second of all, Richard knew to come to the foremost experts in their field, right? These are of now, parenting. Yes, yes, definitely. The the these are experts in their field. You guys have uh, gone from mocking do. it to respecting it. I've made embrace it, and that's the Truly, magic yeah. of a podcast. Really <laughs> and now it's like a thing that we can just all enjoy as experts. Yeah, I think but, that's yeah. that's how most things in language start. Ironically, oh, I hate this. I hate this, and then the next thing you know, you're actually saying it. So fine, I'll stop drawing oxen on the cave wall and learn to read. <laughs> um, cool. I'll I'll start first. Yeah, well, let's not? just go that around. And let's, no fucking sense. Let's fire off tips. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you don't know what a what a cave painting? I know is, what a cave painting idiot. is. I just thought that it was very. It was a little too out there for our listeners. Look, we're not getting along on no, this episode, I and I want a divorce. Uh, I want a divorce. On from what you. grounds? On what grounds? <laughs> on what ground? Oh, don't get started. <laughs> Can I offer right. my dad as an attorney for either team? Me, me all first. Right. Dibs. Right, Andrew, you get my okay. dad. He'll represent you in the divorce. Ben, you get my sister, and they're going. Oh, oh I chose I incorrectly. I chose wrong. I won that one. Yeah, Anna Heck versus yeah. Johnny, the battle royale over the face. Well, of ben at least and I'll feel. At least I'll feel good about losing. <laughs> you may want to check to make sure Anna wants to represent me in nah, anything. I'll text her later. I'll text her later. You're good, dude. And she'll um, only take money if she wins. Andrew, Ooh, let's, a daytime let's state lawyer our guarantee. credentials, I'll, first of all. Like, I would love to state our credentials. Sure, Adam, sure. go ahead and state your parenting credentials. Adam, Kate and Holland, father of two boys, age five, two. Excellent. Five and two. Andrew. Five and two. Andrew Orvidal, father of one non-binary teenager, age 14. There it is. In high school. And then uh, Benjamin Roy, father of an a soon-to-be 19-year-old who is living on his own now. So we've kind of stealing cars like, like in downtown did. LA, oh, I'm sorry. racing them I'll, at oh, night. I gotta do it badass. Mortal Kombat music. It's like choose your fighter. That's not Mortal Kombat music. My son is, he's gonna be 19 in March, and he's a good boy. My son is a good, good boy. You talk about your son like he's a dog? Jesus Christ. Um, okay, well, no, put an asterisk next to Ben's advice. Everybody who's uh, followed the- this show knows Milo already. If you followed, you know my little dude. Yeah, uh, anyway, uh, 
So we're quite qualified. I gotta, I, yeah, I got to I'll start it off. Here's my first tip. This is something that I often tell my friends who are uh, about to have a kid. And I, I think it's applicable to anyone who's having a kid, not not necessarily just dads, but uh, get in the best shape you can and figure out a way to stay in decent shape as easily as possible because you're about to have a little it's going to start as like an eight pound weight, but this weight is going to just keep getting heavier and heavier. And unlike other weights at the gym, this little weight will like scream for you to pick it up, but it'll like follow you around and be like, pick me up, pick me up. And you're going to have to pick that weight up and carry it all the time. And pretty soon it'll be, it'll be like a 20 pound weight and you'll just have it on, on one of your hips. Your back's going to be absolutely fucked. It's shitting all over planet fitness (laughs) and you're out of diapers. (laughs) (laughs) Your neck's going to be screwed up. So being in just like even a, a, a improved level of fitness is going to pay off because you're not going to be getting great sleep. Your, your time is going to be gobbled up taking care weight, of, of that of kid. Weight. So, by a weight, a by gobbling weight, weight that, that you picked up out of Planet Fitness. Yeah. <laughs> a gobbling, crying, <laughs> shitting weight that you picked up. Sometimes the weight looks Planet like Fitness. you. Sometimes it looks like your father-in-law. And you're like, who is and this then, weight? And, this, and sometimes this weight takes its dick out and rubs was it, it on a, a brick mistake wall. To, yeah, was it a mistake to make this weight? I don't know. Uh, but that is, that is something that... What an interesting thought. Did you find your body pretty beat up by... by it was, it's like a war of attrition because the baby's not that heavy, but you're like... You're dancing around with it for hours at night, trying to get it to sleep. You're just doing all all these things with it, and it take it does take a toll on your body more than anything. I noticed it was like the alignment of my back would be screwed up because I'd have the baby on one side or the other, or maybe you're wearing like a a, a sling of some baby sort, something to yeah, a baby harness, and uh, that's kind of putting strain on there. So anything you can do to even marginally improve uh, your fitness, your core fitness, your flexibility is going to pay off and, and trying to kind of just maintain that as, as you are taking care of the baby. It's funny, I was at a barbecue uh, like a summer or two ago with, with Ellis and I was holding him and I had a short sleeve on and he was just, you know, I was holding him on this time the whole time my friend came up and grabbed my bicep. He's like, you got the dad arm. He's like, you have one arm that you sort of like hold this kid up with yeah. all the time. And it's just stronger <laughs> than the other one. Cause you're constantly got him right there. Yeah. I, you, you, it, it, I think, um, I didn't experience that because I avoided holding my child at all costs. Oh, and so, uh, <laughs> wow, yeah. that's a that's the detachment yes. parenting method. I use the attachment method. There's also the Why detachment. Why get close to me when I'm just going to go? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I just wow. try to. The cigarettes uh, no, method. I, I, yeah. I, I, I think that's actually, I, I mean, getting in shape before having a kid and in getting in good physical shape is probably just good anyway, because it is physically taxing at first that you're tired a lot so making sure that the uh that your your body is in the best possible condition to handle that wait but alternately yeah, if this is going to be so physically taxing then maybe you should get in really shitty shape and then the baby will force you to get into good shape you know what i mean like have some fun indulge sit around 
and then the I don't baby think will so. I don't think you have. You, I don't I, think you have I, the time or or uh, presence to I get into that. good shape. You could get into like you can maintain shape, but I don't see you getting into good shape with a newborn baby around. Yeah. Uh, that's a good, that's a good piece of advice, Andrew. Is I, it? not one I would have thought of. Wow. Well, We're friends again. Yeah, no, We're friends I, again. I actually think it is a good piece of advice. It kind of dovetails with mine. If you don't mind, if I go second, I'm Let's hear dying it. for you to go. This then. is going to be, uh, now granted the difference between all of us is Adam, you had Malcolm at what age? How old were you? Well, uh, I'm 43 and he's five. So 37, 38. Andrew, how old were you when Jupe was born? 32. Yeah, I was 25. So I was quite a bit younger. We, none of us, uh, and producer Ron just chimed in that he was 27. So this is going to sound heavy, but uh, I, oh, you mean, so I it's really a ben, think- Ben Roy segment of the podcast? Sure, <laughs> but it's an honest one. I think you should deal and if you don't, that's fine. And I'm not trying to bring anything up. I don't know anything about Richard V. Let me put this as a disclaimer. I know nothing about Richard or his partner. If you have any kind of issues with addiction or drinking or anything, you probably ought to start working on that stuff. Because I will tell you, a kid becomes the most amazing mirror. As soon as they come up, you hold them up and you're like, wow. I'm fucked up. Like that's the first thing that I noticed was like, I, I like they, they demand a certain level from you. They don't understand. They're very pure in their thinking. They're very linear in their thinking. And so they don't understand, uh, you know, that your behavior doesn't necessarily have anything to do with them, you know, like they, and so yeah. I think for me, that's a big thing is if you're dealing with any kind of compulsion or compulsive behavior that you think could potentially be a problem, maybe a good time to start looking into those things. And even if, even if it's not necessarily compulsive, I'll tell you this, like being hung over and taking care of a kid feels so much worse than a regular hangover. Cause you also feel <laughs> Like, I'm a bad parent. Like, you're just like, oh, you're sitting there drinking coffee, just hung over shit, and your kid's bouncing around wanting to have fun, and you're like, oh, not today, kiddo. Daddy's uh, running a little behind. It's like, that's sad. <laughs> that's a sad. It never feels good. Yeah. Uh, so That's, that's yeah, a can... great point, is that it it doesn't just necessarily have an effect on the child, which is something you definitely have to worry about, but it definitely attacks your self-worth. Like you start, you start to go like, I'm a terrible parent. Like this is yeah, I was, bad. I was talking to my kid about drinking and how I uh, haven't drank for five years. And it was funny. Cause she, uh, she was like, I don't even remember you ever. Milo she's said like, I have, the same thing. She's like, I have no memory of you ever drinking. And I was like, Oh really? Cause I felt like, I mean, I wasn't like, out of like out of control, a uh, sloppy face down in the front lawn. Uh, that was before I had a kid, but uh, <laughs> but I I felt like I drank enough for them to at least have like memories of me drinking. But she has no yeah. no memory, no context. We were in, uh, so. we were in London, and uh, Milo was at. We were at a pub. That everybody wanted to go to this very old pub in London. We were with a big group of friends. And we were sitting there and I ordered fish and chips and they had their version at this at the, you know how all the pubs over there have their own sort of 
beer that they serve like it's their own lager or whatever like that it's almost like their their thing for that they had an na version of that and i ordered it but milo did not understand that na meant non-alcoholic i just said can i get this beer and when it came to the table milo's eyes he was like (laughs) oh my god and he looked at my ex and he was like and she was like what and he's like pointed to the beer he's like that's drinking She's like, alcoholism and doesn't count when it's not in the U.S. It's good when it's on British. vacation. Yeah. And that's fine. what I told him. The beer is made here. It's fine, kiddo. It's fine on vacation. Yeah. I'm allowed <laughs> to get drunk. At- no, but he was like, I was like, oh, it's non-alcoholic. And he was like, oh, my God. And he's invested in my sobriety as well, which kind of makes me feel weird. You know, like I, I'm like, you shouldn't have to stress about that. But that's sweet. That's just like, honesty. yeah, it's very kind, right? but yeah. it's also like not a thing a kid should have to worry about, you know? So, well, yeah, but I, I think that Milo knew that your sobriety was important to you. Yeah. So I'm sure that was a big part of it of like, oh, dad, like, yeah, you got, you've got a great streak going uh, real quick. I want to say one more drinking thing before we go to Adam, because this is just a, a side note. I don't know if Richard what parenting method that they're using. There's all different parenting types. I use the attachment parenting method. That means that our, uh, our baby either slept in a little special crib right next to the bed that like has an open side uh, or she would just sleep in the bed. And that worked awesome. But the one thing that you never want to do with that method and anyone will tell you is drink uh, if you're going to have the baby in the bed with you at night, because you will, if you're sober, you'll wake up. If you accidentally roll over and you're like laying on, on the baby, you'll like, uh, wake up the, the baby will wake you up but if you're like artificially asleep because of substances or alcohol absolutely yeah don't put the baby in for bed. sure so i will echo what both a, of you said because i'm the only freebie. Of, only one of the three of us who still drinks partakes occasionally and a hangover with children is the worst thing ever like anytime i'm going out and it's gonna i'm gonna like drink maybe you're just like well how much is this fun going to be worth because you will be up at 7 a.m. and they do not give a fuck that you had four beers last night. So it's like, is it? Yeah, is this going to no be a really context great time? for it. Because if not, then, then yeah. don't even go for it. Like, so I, I've really <laughs> chosen my battles. I, I do not drink. Oh, yeah. It's like really okay, a cool Dad, thing or, you threw up. Now let's get back on the swing set. Mm-hmm. Monster like, now that time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, Adam. All right, Adam, um, hit us with the tip. I mean, this is very specific to how you want to do it. And then everybody can make their choice. And I guess there are no wrong choices, but like we, we really got the kids out of our room and sleeping in their own room immediately. Like we really, but we also learned day one. We, we, we just like, <laughs> we had kept them in a bassinet in the room for, I don't know, six weeks, eight weeks. But as soon as we could get them out of there, we moved them down the hallway and resumed having our own space. And I remember with Malcolm, he was a shitty sleeper for like six, seven months. And Katie and I were losing our minds. You're so sleep deprived. You're so shell shell shocked by this new experience. And finally we reached out to this woman. We call her a sleep witch, but she was just, you know, a sleep consultant. And she, <laughs> yeah. she got on a zoom with us. We paid her some exorbitant amount. She got on a zoom with us. We told her what we were doing. She told us exactly how to tweak it. And within like two days, Malcolm was transformed and sleeping like a champion. And so when we had our next kid, we got on the horn with her two months before Ellis was born. 
And we're like, tell us everything. Anything you say, we believe. We worship at the altar of you, <laughs> sleep witch. She's like, I will take your third you born the, child like, in payment. And, and she's she's since blown up. She's like, well, I don't even have time. Like, you can Zoom in three weeks. You know, she's like so busy. But I don't know. If hiring a sleep consultant was the best move we've ever done. Now the boys sleep all through the night. Ellis has only been a great sleeper. Sleep is everything. So if you have wow. the means, sleep reach witch. out to a sleep witch well, ahead of time. Adam will put the sleep witch info uh, on the Patreon for you, Richard, uh, so you can consult the she's sleep so good. witch. She might be too busy, Richard. She might be maybe too busy. Maybe she's too blown up, but maybe she can refer you to another sleep witch, a lesser my, witch. Mine, like, uh, we sort of had a... My, my wasn't a sleep witch was my mother of all people but she is <laughs> the original sleep regular witch. witch no i'm just kidding, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh my mom i remember calling her and i'd be like Fuck, he's just crying and my mom was like is he fed and i was like yes he's eaten and she was like is his diaper clean and i was like yes and she was like, is he running a fever does he seem sick and i was like no he does no fever i don't know why and she's like babies cry and I remember my mother just being like, they have a lot of pain and things that happen as far as their their development and their growing. There, there is a lot of stuff, about. yeah, internally that they can't express. Their stomach doing things. My mom was like, just calm down. They just they just cry sometimes. And I think I would freak out about that because I was like, there's something wrong, you know. But being t- well, I think it is a biological response yeah, to a baby yeah. crying where you're like, my baby's in distress. Yeah. How can I like help them? But my mom being like, you can put him down and let him cry for a little bit and step back and take some minutes for yourself kind of was along the lines of like letting him. That was what transitioned into us letting him sleep on his own. And when we did that, he slept through the night. He's always slept through the night. We never had any issues. I'd be curious what sleep was like, Andrew, because you were the one of the three of us that did do attachment parenting. Um, yeah, we we co-slept, and it was great. We slept. Uh, there was no issues when the baby would be hungry in the middle of the night. She'd, like, nurse, and we'd sleep. And, like, I... I truly, uh, maybe my daughter cried three times as a baby from getting like hurt, like falling down or something. Probably less. She did not cry because she was always around someone. She was always, you know, she'd maybe felt uh, very secure. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes she'd be like napping in her stroller or something, and she'd wake up and like like fuss a little bit but no uh no real crying like like you know how babies can but um Alice has cried but three yeah times it worked great i recommend morning. it to everyone who can who can do it yeah <laughs> <laughs> i i mean everyone has their own style and i think it's it's wild to like push any any one totally. style over another but it worked great for us and i have nothing but uh a good um, good experiences with it. I'm glad we did it, even though at times it might have been a little extra work because it was like, oh, I really do not want to dance this baby to sleep to some Sam Cook. I'd rather just, uh, you know, go, go go to sleep on my own. But yeah, 
It worked out. Produce- it worked out, and I have. Uh, I'm. I'm glad. I'm definitely glad. Producer Ron chimed in uh, with a book that helped him out called "The Happiest Baby on the Block." Uh, that was apparently which is very the, coincidentally the the name of my first rap album. But that's cool. <laughs> I don't have to sue. And but. it dropped hot. It got four <laughs> mics in double uh, XL, which is crazy. Um, and the source um, loved it. The yeah. happiest baby on the block he, for sleeping. hype. He made crying. unsigned hype. It's crazy that the happiest um, baby on the can block. Can I tell you guys what the sleep witch told us to do when Malcolm was like having a hard time sleeping and then how she fixed it? It was so yes, weird please. and psychologically strange. But like she, she's a like, ram skull she's on just like, door. go into the room while it's bedtime, go through whatever little bedtime routine you have and then turn the lights off and, and bring a chair into the room, sit there and show your baby that you're watching them and then watch them for a few minutes and then leave. And that was night one. Then the next one, next night, she's like, bring in the chair, sit with your back to them. Don't look at them. Don't make eye contact. Show them that you're there and then leave. And then night three, take the chair, be gone. That's it. And it, and it was just like a fucking switch. And it flip. worked in three worked nights? In three nights from a baby that was like waking up a ton, wow. falling asleep hard to falling asleep and staying asleep the entire time. And you know what it does is it the baby and it it puts in the baby's head like that terrifying man that just sits silently and stares at me <laughs> is finally gone. gone. <laughs> I can rest. <laughs> yeah. Um, I bet right. the, the harshest thing is when you're sitting with your back to the oh baby God. while they're crying. That's hardcore. Well, I mean, it was I Katie can, and she came out of the room fucking sobbing and I was like, it's okay. Yeah. And then like I, the next night. I wouldn't be able to do that. Like gangbusters. And that was five and wow. a half years ago. Yeah, I remember Wild. this is something that's so interesting because we were all different, but I think our all our kids are uh, seem to be healthy and adjusted children. And so I think the big thing with the sleep and all of that is that it's really tailoring it to what works uh, for you. And there's different options. And so, you know, just to do your research on what's going to be best for you, you, you both. Yeah. There's no single one way to raise a kid, obviously. Andrew, People. what's your next one? Next. Yeah. Tip. Let's do one more tip each. And then uh, I'm sure we'll have some bonus tips for an act for my next tip is actually uh, it's a tip for you and your partner because you and your partner's relationship is intrinsic to the quality of which you will raise that baby. And I think a lot of new parents, they get so busy. They're so focused on their kid, which is great. You should be pouring so much attention and focus and love into your, your new baby. But they, they basically just neglect their relationship, their partnership that got them to that point. And so I would, I would encourage you, Richard, to not mistake a low maintenance relationship for a relationship that is now on autopilot because that's bad. Like if your relationship is just uh, has regressed to just being on autopilot and all your energy is going into your kid, your, your, your little baby will get to a certain age and you and your partner will be like, wow, we've, we are like different than we were before we had a kid. We have like, uh, our relationship has withered as a result. So take, Time for YouTube. Take date nights. It's hard to hire a babysitter, especially the very first time, especially if the babysitter's not like a, a family member. If it's like, all right, we got to hire this person to, to to take care of our our kid. It's it's not easy, but doing doing that just just making sure to check in and invest in your relationship with your partner uh, is just going to help the quality of your overall like 
family dynamic and uh it'll you can avoid just like letting your your relationship with your partner kind of wither away uh Andrew, in the background do you believe in and i can you, say that that'd be advice from my ex-spouse as well <laughs> do you believe in that advice strong enough to offer up your babysitting services to richard for the first date Oh Free my gosh! Sure, Richard. Podcast. I guess <laughs> that is a bonus. Richard, I can't of being at the Ben dogs. level of our Patreon now. <laughs> everybody, what a great segue! Now, yep. if you're looking to participate in the Patreon for the Grolics, you come in at the Ben level. You get Andrew one hour of free babysitting from right. TV's Andrew Orbital. He'll come by as. Coach Fairbell, he'll come from dressed terrifying up. Android Andrew Orbital. <laughs> he has uh, a uh, a very uh, robust pair of artificial breasts that he will breastfeed your baby through. <laughs> He's a night nurse. Robusto. We saw one of those, the milking thing for guys. I forget the name of it, but uh, you've hired the services like of Robusto, the man nurse, um, and <laughs> I will be. <laughs> Robusto the man there he is with his heaving bosom. So that's, get in here, Robusto. I'm exhausted. That's my second tip. Yeah, take take care of yourselves, the parents of the baby, in addition to the baby. I Carve out agree even more. Work on little bits of time. That's why Katie and I brought in a, a third and then a fourth member of our relationship, and both of them are from the Ooh, Monster a Jam. Polycule, Monster huh? Jam circuit. Both of them drivers on Monster Jam. They're experts in their field, and we invited them into our relationship Rick. <laughs> uh, about a week after Malcolm was born and the four of us are great and we're doing yeah really well. I love the polycule I love <sighs> you know whatever it takes whatever it takes dynamics. Uh, yeah Ben do you have a second tip I do and actually honestly Andrew and I have been aligned today people who are listening Gross. it's get your lottery tickets because this is a rare day that Andrew two and I two mine was very similar to that I think that that is a, a part that is definitely talked about in in uh, books written by professionals, but I don't think in general conversation amongst friends and peers and people in your community that strengthening your relationship with your partner only benefits the child as well. So my my thing that I would offer up as advice or more just as uh, wisdom or whatnot, your relationship will go back to normal. There will be points, uh, I think, at the very end of the pregnancy and then right at the beginning and where Adam sort of is at points, although he's slowly getting past that, where you both look like you've been picked at by birds. You're oh. fucked up. You like you know what I'm no, talking about. Oh, dude, you and I have had heart to hearts where you came over to write and I was like, you could just see I'm in the fucking weeds. You're you're both fucked up. Like you are tired, you're angry as fuck. Your whole her whole identity is being robbed by this fucking uterine parasite that is just <laughs> Yes. Like that is basically <laughs> becomes parasite. your partner's whole identity. Like no one asks anymore how she is doing. Like, are you happy? Are you thinking about your future activities? It's how's the baby? How are you feeling? It's all in relation to the kid. So the big thing that I would say is 
that it will go back to normal. And the more uh, kind of grace that you can give to your female partner that I did not because I was young and stupid, that this is incredibly taxing and identity stealing, uh, that you, you have to be very, very fucking patient and remember that as the child starts to establish its own identity and its own independence in school and, and in daycare, or, you know, and beyond that, so do you, your, your identity comes back, your ability to have activities and desires and things outside of being a parent, uh, comes back and your relationship gets stronger again, as minded with, with, as Andrew joked, my ex-wife now, but, uh, we didn't break up. <laughs> you know, it ebbs and flows. We didn't break the up tide because comes of the in, kids. We did that the all tide on goes our out. Own. But no, I so, have to echo uh, what Ben said, because it's very true. Like my wife is pretty old school and just always wanted to be a mom. Like she's just wanted to be a mom. She didn't put a career on, on hold. This is what she wanted to do. And it's still been so identity robbing for a woman who's always just wanted to be a mother. She's still, it's taken her years. It took her years to be able to say, I need more time for myself. I'm not getting the time to be a person. I need that time. And it was very hard for us to like figure out what was going wrong. And it was like that her entire identity had been robbed by the kid and she didn't have any time to be who she was and just exist for one person for an hour and a half, you know, and that is really something that we as men and fathers need to take stock of. Like it is hard. Yeah. The name mother, like the word, like you're a mother, like that's like a big fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I felt like everywhere we went, I, after a while when crystal said it and I started to, that's my ex-wife for people listening said it and I started see she would be like I just because my ex was a photographer she was an artist she she like prided herself on having we she didn't take my name she did not want that because she had already built a business on her own and I was like fuck yeah like that this was like a the opposite in a lot of ways of of other types of relationships and she was like I'm just I'm just this thing that that relies on me to live and everybody is like, how's the thing doing? How's the baby doing? But like looks past me, you know, like, yeah, totally. And I was like, I feel that if I have a bad set at (laughs) at comedy works, you know what I mean? I feel like I'm not being seen enough. Now you've got this fucking squiggling weight as Andrew refers to it on your show. Well, you said uterine parasite. So I think we're in the same boat here. Actually. Yeah. uh, So, but that would be mine. Uh, You you know, give grace and realize that this, you'll get in the weeds, but if you stay relaxed, you try to do your best you can. You both will come out of it and your relationship will recover. Uh, get, so your wife, get your wife Maybe. a massage in a hotel room and say, go away for 24 hours. I got it. Do that right out Little of the gate. Little things gates. like that. Can yeah. Oh, shit. Would be yeah. Huge. Yeah. I, huge. The first time we did that for my ex, it, it was as if I freed a country. Of its, <laughs> uh, from a, She was just like, thank you. You know, and I was like, really, it's not that big a deal. I've drank four nights this week. 
It's the least I can do. I said, take a few days. She comes back seven months later. We don't know where she's been. <laughs> glowing. She's so yeah. glowing. She's a Greek passport Sunburned. now. Real. <laughs> so like, sunburned. That was a bit much, but I guess you found you again, and it's cool to see you with she your knows back. She knows how to sail now? I don't know. She sent me <laughs> postcards, Adam. Did you didn't she? get any postcards? Yeah. Was she with that captain? Yeah. yeah. She was with yeah, that Burke? ship captain? Yeah. yeah, Captain Burke. What a yeah. great guy. Yeah, what a great a guy. Dude. He comes around. He to res- she oh. told me on the postcard that he had a lot of questions about his, your kids. And yeah. he seemed very <laughs> yeah, interested. No, he was at Ellis's last birthday. It was a little weird. Oh, they uh, love cool. Captain Burke. They cool love, dynamic. They Captain Burke. Well, it is a polycule. The more the merrier. Uh, <laughs> Adam, last but not least, Let's hear. Let's, let's hear, hear your last tip, and we'll we'll do some bonus tips. I don't want to get too four. heavy with it, um, and I don't want to take up too much time because we've been talking a lot about kids, and obviously we could talk a ton more about this. But it took me a little bit to learn this, and it seems so intuitive that it's crazy that it took me a little while to learn. But it, basically, you just got to meet your kids where they're at, and I think like that just goes for their entire life. Like whatever they're into, be into it with them. And if you Fuck want, yeah. if you want to be that, if you want them to be into things that you're into, it's not going to work because you're forcing it. And so it's just like, like I remember with my firstborn Malcolm, I, I love soccer. I want him to play soccer. I'd love if we could play soccer our entire lives. And we took him to this little soccer camp for two year olds, and he was wasn't even playing. He was just watching trucks on the street while all the other kids were running around playing soccer. And we did it a number of weeks and it was like, he's just more excited about the fire trucks than he is about the ball. And that is just fine. And I think that was a lesson that I had to learn. And Andrew's that goes for their whole, something in his brain, their whole <laughs> lives. And I think that goes for gender and sexuality and all of it. And I think it's maybe we're more evolved parents and older men and older generations would be like, Nope, you're going to be this way, but you meet your kids wherever they're at. And just support it. And that's, I think, the best you can do. Yeah, that's why it's bad for a parent to introduce their child to drugs. But if your kid gets into drugs and you do them with him, that's that's totally cool. And I love that. Now you're Ken Griffey and Ken Griffey (laughs) Jr. of the drug world. And I could see Andrew smirking uh, and I knew his brain was turning. I could see him when you were talking, wanting to take this pontoon skiff into Rip City <laughs> and Bay. And I didn't sound an earnestness horn, so I was You out. didn't. I, and I was could see No, it was just such, a, such a, an oil painting of Adam watching his son at the soccer camp, standing at the chain link fence, watching trucks fart their way by. Uh, I mean, and just... Yeah. I, Adam I've, got my, I've got my cleats on. I'm exactly. so excited. Like, yeah. yeah, you're not even playing, but you're fully dressed up. Yeah. You're like, I'm getting him started at the right time. For me, it was too late. <laughs> I never could have gone pro, but I'm getting him into it at the exact time. His whole life of being an amazing pro soccer player starts today. <laughs> it's it's really true, though. Like, I, I've been into jujitsu. Milo has never... Yeah, I've tried to get him to go to a couple classes, but Milo got really into playing music or he got really into video games, which I am not a gamer. I don't play video games, but 
I got into it with him. We we played video games together. We would play, you know, we would do the split screen or I would play like uh on like on those battle like where you could play online like i would online game with him we get it yeah we get it and so <laughs> i i had a ton of, i know you know but i didn't know the lingo uh, it's just funny to watch andrew have to endure you or i talk about video games he's like yes i fucking know what you're saying yeah but I, it was, oh, it was very funny. Up, we, we got really into playing like call of duty together like we would have fun and like talk trash and it was a way that like we like bonded doing something together and i could have been the dad that's like dad these video games and i don't because right. i'm not into it it's a time sec but it was he doesn't it's not like it dominates his life anymore it was a thing he was into jujitsu just he was like that's your thing you know and and it i wanted him to be part of it but i realized it was like because i wanted to know how to defend myself when i was younger it was my things that brought me like made it important well, you know, and think that, about that is great that think is about great. how you are with your dad it's like you didn't follow their path but some of the things they were interested in you just picked up like the, some of the that, music they shared with you like my boys i watch all the nuggets games i don't force them to watch them they both love basketball and can like you know what i mean they just like pick that shit up cuz you're into it the less you force it on them the better the, the, my dad used to tell me we were going to go get ice cream and he would take me to the lumber yard instead and we'd pick out oh. uh, wood for a home project. <laughs> Andrew. Wow. I, Adam, neither Adam. As a parenting tip, don't yeah. do that. Adam that was a, and a pretty I good prank. are both silent. <laughs> neither of us are laughing about this. No. Uh, uh, I just remembered it's it. It's an incredibly I just sad it. story, Andrew. <laughs> And one that <laughs> continues to make me feel very, very sad for you. It was sad, but um, uh, in hindsight, pretty funny. That's worse than the chair go forward, chair go backward, chair is gone therapy that Adam used <laughs> on, his, <laughs> on his child. The, the silent witness the cream, method they call? The, ice cream the, for wood <laughs> protocol is not. <laughs> but he did it all that. It was like a Lucy holding the football situation, and I fell for it every time. Even sadder. He'd be like, uh, <laughs> lumber yeah. yard again, dickhead. <laughs> the lumber yard was called Hugh M. Woods, and oh, wow. boy, did I hate what that What was the name place. of your ice cream shop? I don't know, because I never went. Oh, so sad. <laughs> that is so sad. You know the other, let's skip past Andrew's crippling sadness. Sure. The, the other thing I was going to say is, <laughs> I don't know Richard V's uh, age, uh, or the age, his age or of his wife, but- if you have to work and do some things here and there, uh, and I'm not saying a lot where you're taking away a ton of time, uh, you can also include your child in that if you have to go do stuff and it's appropriate. I don't know how many times I was like, I have this stand-up thing that I have to do. If it was appropriate, I brought the kiddo along. He hung out backstage at the Grolics sometimes. And I've asked him now what he thought about it. And he was like, man, I love those memories. He was yeah. like, I, I, I love because he loves you guys. He loves Adam and Andrew, and he and he met so many comics. His memory of the Scalar Bros is so pointed and just so like, uh, just so specific. He's like the Scalar Bros. Even now, took me to Rocket Fizz. 
because he doesn't remember that I had to bring him because his mom had something to do to the show. But I was like, you're going to meet some comedians. And he met the Sklar brothers and they took him to Rocket Fizz and bought him a bunch of candy and soda. And he loves them now. And so it's kind of, I remember growing up, my mom managed a bunch of Tom McCann shoe stores and my mom was very busy and young parent. And I used to play out back on the little ladders that would go between the like, Hell yeah, where the stacks of shoes and it was on wheels oh, and you could zip yeah. that fucking thing going along. And I would Hell run yeah. around in the back. My mom was like, I hated that I had to bring you to work. And I was like, I fucking loved that. Like I used <laughs> to love you know, yeah, I liked going to my dad's law office. Like, and there, you know, you play with the copy machine and shit. Like, whatever you would have, you would have fun. And obviously, yeah. that can be too much if you're, you know, what I mean. And that's a balance. But if you have to do it, yeah, Richard, a- down at the quarry, do not bring your kid to the job site. I don't, it's I don't not, think we you told have to you rule out all rock quarries <laughs> and, or all jobs within it. I think <laughs> you put a kid in a bucket loader, he could be some real help there. <laughs> the body, um, but, body retriever, you can always use an extra set of little hands getting them out. Yeah, of the quarry. heck yeah. yeah! You work in the basement of a nurse of a, of a funeral home, and you have to embalm the bodies. You have to put the makeup. Let the kid put the blush Leave on. Leave a toddler I, I down one there. more <laughs> tiny one. I wish somebody had told me this before I had kids. Babies don't have kneecaps. They grow in. And it's so weird when you learn that. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. You can just twist their little legs every which way. They don't have those kneecaps. They grow in. It's terrifying. Well, and this has all. been a wow. So the, another quiet one because Jesus, good episode. <laughs> they, don't, guys. they don't have kneecaps. <laughs> That's terrifying. I, uh, I guess I didn't know I that, know. but I wasn't ever twisting my kid's legs. Well, I told like you that Gumby. soccer experiment was pretty intense early on. <laughs> this has been fun wow. and we've had a so good a time. smattering of tips but we'll have some more in act four thank you so much richard for for asking for yeah uh some tips and if you're listening to this exactly. uh, as 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 fans of our show if you have any parenting tips if we completely missed the boat on a great one if you've got your own sleep witch you'd like to shout out uh let us know shoot, shoot us a uh, comment on social media or that, uh comment on patreon if there's ways that we could improve your world like we just did Richards, you know he's going to be a better parent now because yeah, of Richards done basically. Dunk. This baby yeah. is uh, autopilot. Exactly. We're looking at a, a future yeah, Richard, uh, honestly, CEO of anything they want, think, or a pro soccer player. I think you whatever. Could step aside for a while, Richard. I don't even think you really have to be there. I think we've kind of given You've you everything you need. Got the inside track. We hit so the cue you're ball welcome, and it's it's on a trajectory. So why don't you just sit back you and let the money roll? You say inside track. In. Ben says cue ball. I'll say king keys to the kingdom. Richard, you've been given it all in this episode. <laughs> oh, and yes, to anybody listening, if you have questions, you want advice from three experts in nearly all of their fields, um, just send us those. We love to answer these types of things. Uh, we'll make a whole episode around it. But Richard V, congratulations. You're going to be great parents to you and your wife. And Ernest Nishorn. Hi, Vern. There it is. Thank you. Uh, being a parent is the single greatest thing I ever did with my life. No hyperbole. There is. I did not want to be a father before it. It happened very unexpectedly. And it has changed my life for the better. And, and I believe, uh, I, as I believe Adam and Andrew can attest, remember, earnestness horn, the drawbridge is down, as I believe you can both attest. It is truly enlightening and wonderful and totally worth 
Uh, I couldn't agree more, Ben. We're three for three. I can't believe it. Yes. Oh, my God. Adam, do you agree? Remember Ernestness Horn? Absolutely. (laughs) I could see you lower the scope on your rifle. You wanted to drop one. I I can't can't do it. Ernestness Horn about kiddos. It's the best thing I've ever done, and I'm loving it, and it's exhausting and hard, and I love it. Yes, you will be great. Uh, best job you'll Great episode. Love. A little heartwarming, off-putting, as usual, with some of Andrew's admissions. Some of Andrew's um, stuff really took us to a low, low place. But I will... <laughs> Guys, do you want to go get ice cream after this? <laughs> I no. can't watch you cry. I'll take you to Home Depot. I need to buy some new screws. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. Well, it's sad to see him do what his dad did to him. Like, he's not breaking the cycle. Well, we were saying, you pick up things from your dad, and one of them is an ice cream prank. uh, Let's listen to some live stand-up comedy from our live show, the live Crawlix show that happens the last Saturday of every month at the world-famous Bug Theater. Tickets are on sale now. Uh, you can get those by going into the show notes. But uh, this comic we're going to play now. This uh, this is a comic uh, you may remember from the uh, from the fly fishing episode. He took us fly fishing. Everybody, please enjoy this clip from Elin Stribling. What? That guy's an expert in his field. Yeah. <laughs> and when we return, third actors start putting pine tar on those gloves. Start getting the weights on the end of the bat. Take a couple practice cuts because you're on deck and you're in the whole third act coming up the greatest third act in the biggest we got news we got more show we got some good news coming up we got lots to do so stay tuned i am getting to the age where i have baby fever i have i have baby fever i fucking i love babies i love the way babies smell i can't wait to have a baby like i really have baby fever but you're not allowed to say that as a man right (laughs) Like, if a woman says she has baby fever and she loves the way babies smell, people are like, oh, my God, that's so lovely. Can't wait for you to have a baby. If I go, I love the way babies smell, people are like, we got to get that guy the fuck out of here. <laughs> I do. I, I love, if I see a baby get on the plane, I'm like, I want to sit next to you. I got questions, dog. Like, I love, I love babies. And it's getting me in trouble a little bit. Like, I was down in Mexico, and I didn't, like, steal a baby or anything, but I was down, I was down in Mexico, and I'm talking to this restaurant owner and his wife, and his wife is holding a beautiful newborn baby, right? And I don't speak that good Spanish, so I'm trying to tell her how much I love her baby, but I'm just pointing at her and the baby. I'm just like, yes. I'm just like, what you, like, what you have is tight. Like, that's tight. Like, bueno, see. Si. Like, bueno. And she's like, see? Si? And I'm like, see, si, right? She goes behind the counter. She grabs a shot glass. She squeezes breast milk into the shot glass. She comes back over me and goes, see, I keep... And I was like, this isn't what I was asking for at all. Because I was saying that's a beautiful baby, not what's on tap. You know, I wasn't going like, what's... (laughs) I still drank it. I still took the shot because what I'm going to do, say no. I'm not going to be rude, you know? And now I speak fluent Spanish. That's how that works. Yo quiero más leche, you know? Uh... (laughs) Welcome, welcome, welcome to the third act, everyone. You are talking to three experts in the field when it comes to third acts. We're the top 
in the nation at doing the third act of any podcast. <laughs> best there's you, ever been. Best there's ever been. There's an expertise that oozes out of us in this third act that I think you can hear every single time. Then a real quick too. Please I, wipe well, it up. I want to just Sorry, one more time everywhere. give a big thing, big big thanks to Richard V uh, and your wife. And thanks for writing in, for giving us uh, the question and uh, for letting us talk at you about it. And uh, congratulations again to you both. We're all very excited uh, for you. And please keep us posted on how it's going. We'd love to hear. Um, Adam, uh, I would like to ask you, because I think I know that you finally have some good fucking news Right. Yeah, that's think- exactly right. I want to I want to bring up some good news that I read about just now. Seems like all my good news is uh, baseball related. So that's kind of a fun little corner for me to be in. But my uh, the Rockies play by play. Well, she's in the broadcast team, Jenny Kavnar. She's not the main yes. person, but she's been helping do color commentary and taking the reins a few times for the Rockies over the years. Great broadcaster with the Rockies organization. She just got hired by the Oakland A's who I think are going to Las Vegas, not finished yet, but by the Oakland Athletics, to be the first full-time woman play-by-play commentator in MLB history. So I know Jenny. I'm friends with her. I'm a fan of her. She's really good at what she does, and she's the first woman full-time play-by-play announcer in Major League history for the Oakland Athletics. And so that is not only good news, but awesome for for her and 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 just all of us. So congrats, Jenny. And baseball in general. Very That's great news. It. it is very good news. And I do not know Jenny. I've not m- met Jenny. Uh, she asked we, not to meet you. Yeah, we follow each other on the socials. But I but I uh, I will second what Adam has said and add uh, on top of that. Uh, Jenny has always been an amazing voice uh, and has an amazing knowledge of the game of baseball. A huge, great acquisition for the Oakland Athletics. The it's Rockies have a, awesome. have fountains in their outfield. She coined when they hit a home run, fire up the fountains. It's pretty good. Yeah, they I love that water shit. When people hit home runs, that's a good call. Yeah. That's a good play call right there. It is, it is. It, fire up the fountains, touch them all. What, there was also, who touch was Touch them all times, Drew Goodman. T- that's, that's Drew his. Goodman, touch them all time. Yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I love fire up the fountains. It's, it's phonetic, it's nice. Congratulations. Uh, Jenny, uh, good and, luck out uh, there. And, yeah, you're gonna crush it. Um, Andrew, how's your voice? How are you feeling? Clear the throat, give us to it, give us it, give us it. <clears throat> la 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 la. Okay, I think I'm ready. Plugs, 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 plugs. I'm doing a shoulder dance. Plugs, plugs, I like plugs, it. Plugs, 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 plugs. Hey, what, what you got? What you got, man? I got what a you plug. got? Uh, I am going to be headlining Denver Comedy Underground. March 1st and 2nd, Friday, two shows, Saturday, two shows. You can get your tickets now. Do it. Do it, Adam. What about you? Do you have something? I am continuing to run my one-man show, Happy Place. I just did it for the first time in a while. It went great. Everybody came out. It was very nice. Thank you. I'm doing it again. Chaos Bloom, March 14th, that great little black box on South Broadway. So get tickets to that because it's a tiny space, and I'd love to see you out there as I continue to tweak this one-man show that I'm very, I'm going to interject in here. I just want to come into this and say that if you're listening to this and you have not seen Adam's show, uh, Happy Place, you have to go see it. It is beautiful and poignant and funny and sad and 
all of the things, you and, have to go see it. And even if you have seen it, I believe it has some tweaks, right? This is kind of like version 2.0. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I am changing a lot of things about it, and, and it really went well the other day. Thank you, Ben. And, uh, yeah, it's really affecting people, and I love where it's going. So I'm continuing to fine-tune, and it's going in a good direction. So, yes, please come out. Please Hell, yeah. Go, go see and, it. Andrew. If you're in Denver or are going to be in Denver, uh, March 30th, the last Saturday of the month, of course, we have our regular Grolix live show at the amazing Bug Theater. We're bringing in Mav Viola to headline, and we also have local Denver crusher Ali Kareem. It's going to be great. These shows have been selling out, so grab the ticket link in the show notes so you're not left out in the cold. That's right. As always, our show is brought to you by our lovely producer, Ron. That's Ronnie D, Ron Doyle, a.k.a. the big Ron D, the RD, the RX, the provider of all the pills. You know him. He's the one that keeps us sedated and ready to rock. Uh, Also, big shout out to Mike Henderson for your help recording at our live show. The theme music, as always, bought to you. Oh, you, theme were, music you were in as the pocket. You were in the pocket. <laughs> <laughs> too fast. Yeah. I was going too you fast. You gained too much speed around the curves. I was trying to do my riffing. national public radio the version of it. prescription riffing was just too much, but keep going. Keep going. Uh, as always, our theme music is brought to you by my very best friend and one of the best people on the planet, Charlie Continental. I love you, Chuck. Uh, you can also follow us on social media and anywhere on socials at Grolix Comedy. Uh, and you can support us and get ad-free episodes and all kinds of other perks on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Grolix Saves. And what are we going to do for the next I challenge, y'all? I will straight up tell you what we're going to do. We are what? digging back into screen time, phone addiction. We have updates. It's been a ride. We're going to talk about it more. The episode that just can't seem to quit because someone can't quit the problem. We will be chatting about it more. <laughs> the episode. Wait, you just missed it. I'm a singer. I'm a, I'm a poet. The episode you can't seem to quit because he can't quit the screen. Boom. That's it. Fuck you all. Play us out, Charlie. I don't think it was good enough to <laughs> mic drop like that. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was kind of surprised. I hope you didn't damage your headphones. Uh, with I that. think I did break a earpiece. <laughs> yeah.